0: Welcome back to another edition of Inside Boxing Live, the best podcast in Alberta, Canada, home of Brett Hart. How are you, Chris Algieri, former um, former 140-pound champion?
1: I'm good. Um, that was a surprise little uh, tidbit about our, our podcast. I didn't realize that that we were so popular in Alberta, but yeah, huge in Alberta.
0: Um, whenever I hear of Alberta, Canada, it is the home place of. Uh, Brett the Hitman Heart. Not to get it's not a this is not a wrestling podcast, but I was watching a reel today. Razor Ramon, remember him, Scott Hall? Uh yeah. Didn't become yeah. I'm wearing did, his
1: clothing. <laughs> you look like <laughs>
0: Razor Ramon right now. Razor Ramon toothpick? Razor Ramon did not become Razor Ramon until he was 35. Wow. So that's just a little bit of wisdom and inspiration out there for everyone struggling and they feel like they haven't made it yet. Razor Ramon wasn't Razor Ramon until he was 35.
1: So all you guys listening out there, you, too, can be uh, a male misogynist, oh, wow. uh, toothpick-flicking uh, pro wrestler.
0: Yeah, his main—that that whole persona he had was supposed to be like a, a Miami, like, kind of Scarface uh-huh. Miami Cuban guy. And then the, he he lost that—why's well, my dad trying to FaceTime me? Oh, come on, Dad. I'm trying to do Inside Boxing Live right now. Um, Does he yeah. know
1: Razor Ramon? I feel like your, your dad probably met him. He, he looks—my
0: dad looked like Razor Ramon in, in in the 80s. Um this show's off the rails already. Uh, let's rein it in. <laughs> let's rein it in by t- telling you who this show is brought to you by, and that is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 58. To be exact, is here. Chris doesn't care about the Super Bowl. I do. Who'll probably bet on it though? Looking for a Super offer for Super Bowl Fifty Eight? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game. Turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Go ahead, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code IBL. New customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, it's The official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Eight. With code IBL. Ronnie, can you get the uh, can you get the stopwatch out? The crown is yours. Ready? Three, two, one. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, call, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8 8- 778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com football for eligibility and deposits, restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Wow, thirty-eight seconds.
1: Nice. That was a bad I told you, you were getting better at this.
0: I can read. I'm a prime TFIMO Lopez. That's how I read that. Prime twenty six year old T Molopes Lopez lungs I got. No? No no response. No. No, no sold me on uh, that no, so hard. No, never- That's the fight that we are discussing here is TFIMO Lopez versus Jermaine Ortiz Thursday night on ESPN. It is uh, Lopez's WBO 140-pound title on the line, top rank, of course. And Chris, it's the Tia Fimo show. What are we gonna get with this guy? You never know because there's that notion going around that Tafimo only fights up to his uh, his opponent uh, is likely to go in there and fight down uh, to his uh, opponent. We've heard all that, but the main thing we'll start with is the Tiafimo show coming off of that massive win. Over Josh Taylor, and he's going up against Jermaine Ortiz, who's jumping up to 140 for the first time in his career, who gave Lomachenko issues, who beat Jamel Herring. I like this fight, fun fight on the Thursday night of Super Bowl week.
1: No, this is an excellent fight, and it's not an easy touch for Tfimo. um And if he fights to the level of his opponent, then we got a we got a damn good fight because Jermaine Taylor or Jermaine Ortiz can fight. Um, and as long as Tufimo to the skill level of his opponent and not the perception of maybe the casual fans then i think we're gonna get a prime and excellent tfima lopez you know they fought together they fought in the amateurs i think Mm -hmm. they were in the finals of of a national tournament together and getting to the the u.s national finals is a big deal so jimane ortiz can fight his nickname is the technician for a reason um i think he's the bigger man in this in this matchup honestly jermaine's a, a, a big kid he was big at 30 he was huge at 35 i don't know how he ever made 35 You saw that when he fought levonchenko he looked three-way classes bigger um and even now when you see him at the weigh-ins together jermaine's taller uh jermaine is a very muscular kid he looks even better now that he's moved up so uh, on fight night i actually think jermaine's gonna be the bigger man and um skill wise i think he's right there it's just it's just is just a different Level of talent. He's just he's he is next level. He's one of the best fighters in the world. So as long as he shows up, knowing that the guy in front of him can can really fight, then you know he'll go out there and do what he does.
0: I like how you say as long as he shows up, because that's like the caveat with Teofimo Lopez. It's like. He looked all world against Josh Taylor in June, his last fight at Madison and Square Garden. And he looked great against Lomachenko. Looked I mean, great against Lomachenko in great, in great game plan, right in 2020. But did not look good uh, against Sandor Martin. Did not look good in some of his other fights at, at 140. Now this is his third fight at 140, and this is the main thing for me. It's like okay, Peter can only get up when the fight is big, right? This is all we hear. He needs to shed that notion. I think. <laughs> I think he needs to replicate that Taylor yeah. performance from here on out. He's 26 years old. He is top 10 pound for pound. He's a star in the making. Uh, The Cambosos fight is well in his past and well in his rearview mirror. It's time for him to dominate. It's time for him to shed this whole storyline of, oh, he can only fight, uh, you know, when the stage is is bright. And it's the biggest title. Our biggest titles are are on the line. He's got to be consistent now. And he has no, he can't afford another slip up like he did against uh, Sandor Martin. He can't afford another moment like that in his career if he really wants to get to where he thinks he's going to be
1: in his own mind. I mean, with Sanders. Sander's a tough style, and Sander's a lot better than people give him credit for. Um, what I really look to is that Cambosis fight. You take Cambosis out of Tifima Lopez's career, and now you're in the argument of, yeah, this guy's pound for pound, like top three. Like, he's, he's that damn good. With wins over Lomachenko and Taylor and the way that he did them, at the time that he did them, he's a stellar, stellar uh, performer. But that Cambosis fight is such a mar, especially since that win, Cambosis has not looked good. Like he has mm. not looked good in any fight since then. I, you know, two, two losses to De- Devin Haney, where he barely won a round. Uh, Maxi Hughes, which is the most debatable win I've I've almost ever seen. And now coming up with the, the Lomachenko fight coming up. It's like, yeah, I mean, and in, in, with those, with that track record post Tiafimo, it really hurts Tiafimo standing uh, with, with that loss. And yeah, that was a close fight. He battled back. He almost, he almost got it at the end. He dropped Cambosis late. But it wasn't enough, and he he fought a very undisciplined fight, had a very poor performance, got dropped early on. But um, but the kid, is just full of surprises, and you never know. And and one of the things that's so enamoring about his style is that he's so unpredictable. But it's also the same issue with him outside of the ring; he's very hmm. unpredictable in terms of what he's going to say, what he's going to do next. He retired recently. He's back now, um, you know, and and he's doing a world tour in terms of interviews and 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 saying some things that you're like what? what uh okay all right well listen dude as long as you fight as long as you go out there and fight the way you fight uh people will tune in um but yeah man I, i'm excited about this fight i think i think it's an excellent fight when i first heard of it i was like woo, that's a that's a tough fight Yeah, you know, we'll, like and T only fights tough guys yeah we'll get into
0: jermaine ortiz in a second but we're talking um We'll start with with Tiafimo. and it's, it all goes into the sauce with Tiafimo. Everything that you just said like the out of the ring stuff. Um, if you follow him on social media, he's constantly posting, you know, all these wisdom things and it's been a big time change since the Cambosos fight. It's been a big time change since the Lomachenko fight with him too of kind of having this false sense of like what he is actually worth, pricing himself out of fights. Uh, not looking great in there at 140 at, at times. Obviously the Cambosos fight, and then uh he backs it up with that unbelievable performance from Josh Taylor. This all goes into the salt. That's why I call it the T-Fimo show. My main point is when are we gonna like get past that? I don't think he'll ever change outside of the ring because I just think now he has like a persona. But when it comes to like inside of the ring, is like I would like to see him have a dominant performance over a really tough opponent. That's two good performances in a row. And then, you know, with that, Cambosas fight is even further in in the rearview mirror. And now we're just talking about, all right, Tia Fimo, legit top five guy, legit top 10 pound for pound guy. Uh, biggest fights now ahead of him with Haney and Ryan Garcia or Tank or Subriel Matias. Like, are we ever going to get past Tiafimo having a talk about this stuff before we get into his in the ring stuff? Or do we feel like you're a fighter? Like, is this going to be now part of the whole show?
1: Well listen, in terms of what he does outside of the ring, um, I've I've been around fight weeks and fight when he's fighting and you know on some of those top rank shows we we're building up and it's mayhem. Uh th- but this one seems a little ha- different, a little calmer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he creates his own mayhem, but um and I think he needs to do that. I think he's best. He's he, he he's one of those guys who steps up in chaos. And so this fight's a little bit different. He doesn't have a lot of that. He's creating his own a little bit. But um, from what I've seen, the more chaotic his fight weeks are, the better he performs. The Lomachenko fight, I mean, those some of those interviews that we were doing all week, and we, we did like a deep dive because it was, it was in the bubble. So we had a lot of time with the fighters, and we made it a point to be around them a lot and talk to them a lot and interview them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so up and down. Him and his father were, were getting into fights at, our, at, at, <laughs> at fighter meetings. Um, yeah, it was wild. I remember being like, oh, man, I don't know if this kid's mentally up for this fight. And then he goes out there and puts on a Stellar. I mean, such a disciplined performance against one of the best fighters we've ever seen. I was so blown away that night. I was like, wow, that, that's the, the most definitive win over Lomachenko. The most definitive defeat of de- Lomachenko's career was against Tifimo that 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 night. And like I said, that week was a disaster. It was, it was, it was wild. I was like, this kid's not going to make it to the fight. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out there and, and performs the way he does. So with him, you never know. I actually think he performs better when he's when he's in a, a moment of chaos. He needs to be backed against the wall, which speaks to what we were, you were saying earlier, Dan, about the fact that he fights to the level of his opposition. So when he's up against it and everyone's calling him out to lose, that's when he wins. The Taylor fight, I think they did like 23 pro uh, analysts and like all of them picked Taylor. Myself included, you picked Tio, Uh nice. and and then he goes out there and I mean puts on a that lesson. Awesome. I mean, he 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 beat Taylor pillar to post and was was just on a different level that night. And Taylor's awesome. I him, I have him at a very high regard. So that was super impressive. So it tends to be that when he has his back against the wall, he really steps up. But listen, a fighter's career arc changes. So he used to be the underdog fighting up the guys, like when he fought Magdaleno. It's like, well, oh, that's a big step up, yep. and then he blows him out, right? So he was overperforming a lot early on because nobody really expected that much of it. But, you know, he was there, and he kind of knew that. He heard that. Um, then he had the uh, the Nakatani fight, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, mm, "You got hit with a lot of
0: rights in that one."
1: He struggled in that fight quite a bit, and then Lomachenko blasted Nakatani and stopped him. So then, but then he has the Richard Comey fight, <laughs> and a lot of people are like, "Ooh, Comey's a very dangerous guy. Comey can really punch." Ices him in two rounds. I mean, with a picturesque, perfect, highlight reel knockout. So, yeah, it really just comes down to who's going to show up. Which which version is it going to be? Is it going to be the guy who struggles with a Nakatani or yeah. with a Sandor Martin? Or is it going to be the guy that ices Richard Comey, a very dangerous, lightweight contender, or the guy who puts on a virtuoso performance against a a Lomachenko or or beats up a bigger, stronger, uh, in all intents and person, better, you know, a tailor. It's, so it, you, the question marks are why we're excited. Yeah. I'm excited talking about it.
0: You answered my question, so we're not fully like separated from some of those past questionable performances, but we're also fully aware of what he's capable of doing. And I think uh, after this fight, the TFP,
1: we'll, I'm going to call this a Tefimo spectrum. You called it yeah. a, a, a sauce. Yeah. I call it a spectrum of performance because he yeah. he can be he can be amazing, next level power pound guy, or he yeah. can be. Almost mediocre.
0: I expect him to be locked in for this fight. I think he knows what's ahead of him. I think he's um, got that the stink of Camboso's fight is worn off, and that the Taylor fight really, really revived his career. It's crazy to say because he's 26. He's not exactly young, but he's not exactly old either. Three fights at 140. Um, He's throwing 42 punches around. He's laying 41 percent of his power. Um, He's going to the body well. I think he's now settling in at 140. Um, like what I've seen from him. Let's go over to Jermaine Ortiz, live dog, I have written down, plus 450, underdog, first fight at 140 pounds, big frame, comfortable now at 140, good opposition. He fought Lomachenko, we'll get to that in a second, he fought Jamel Herring, he's fought Joseph Adorno, even the Albright fight was a tough one for or Ortiz. I'm, glad you, I'm
1: glad you brought that up because yeah. now your Albright's tough.
0: Okay, that guy is tough. He's a he's he a, gave a good, Davis yeah, last couple good measuring stick for anyone at 135. Um, I guess we can go to the Lomachenko fight because that's what everyone kind of thinks of Ortiz uh, in there. Also, with... that
1: Sagawa stoppage that was a good win too for for Ortiz. You got you really got to look past the numbers on him. Yeah. He's been in tough throughout.
0: Oh yeah, he he's progressing perfectly in his career. It took him a little bit to get to this level, but
1: undefeated Joseph Adorno yeah. was. You got dropped two times, ended up getting a draw in that fight, but boxed really well.
0: Yeah, but I also saw some moments in that Adorno fight where Adorno was kind of walking him down, which I kind of can't get out of my mind. Uh, Adorno, Adorno is
1: a big puncher, though, man, and he was very, very highly regarded. He mm-hmm. is just—he's one of those guys who's underperformed and he's run into some really, really tough guys. Adorno is another guy; I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Um, so I even—I even rate that performance highly.
0: Yeah, I mean look at. So the Lomachenko fight is the one um, that really stood out and put Jermaine Ortiz. On the map, he outworks, uh, outthrows, outlands Lomachenko in power and total connects from round two on. Um, And I think that was the first fight where you kind of saw an erosion a little bit in in Lomachenko, where you started to answer those questions. Um, Lomachenko heading into that fight with Jermaine Ortiz was coming off of the Richard Comey. one-sided fight that was in December, and then he okay he took ten months off uh, to fight Ortiz. wasn't that crazy of a layoff? I thought it was a longer layoff, but I thought Ortiz looked awesome against Lomachenko, and I think that he really pushed Lomachenko. And at that time, Lomachenko was looked at as still elite. I mean, obviously he's now had a few losses, uh, and uh, you can have your opinion of Lomachenko. It's all over the place, but that really it was the fight um, that put Ortiz. Uh, in into the forefront uh, of boxing fans' minds, uh, he also just blew out Jamel Herring, outlanded him ninety to twenty six in the final two rounds. That um, was against Herring, so got some good good fights, man. Plus four fifty uh, underdog. I see some people on on Twitter and social media like thinking that, that Jermaine Ortiz can pull off a huge upset. I don't see that, but I feel like this is a really really good opponent for Lomachenko. Oh, excuse me, for hey. Fimo.
1: Can he get an upset? Yes, absolutely. If 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 Tfimo isn't isn't at his best, he can very well lose to Ortiz, which is why you see that line as close as it is. Um and you that's why you're gonna see the the chirping on X in terms of people saying like, Oh, Jumine Ortiz can win this fight. It's very, very possible. Um, I personally don't see it. I think or I think I think Lopez understands what he has in front of him. He's he's given a lot of respect to Ortiz. And the fact that he's given respect in public probably means he respects him even more um uh, internally. Yeah, so good, he's gonna uh, go good out point. there. I, I, I think, I think he's, he's I think he's pre- he's he's prepared himself well for this one.
0: Yeah, good point being in the, the respect because Tia Fimo, it hasn't been that much treasure. I think he really respects that amateur fight that they had and knew that this guy uh, handled it the right way. Like Tia Fimo in the past might have just blown off his opponent and not have any respect to him at all. I think he's been respectful uh towards Ortiz trying to look at the odds here. Uh let's take a look. is obviously a huge favorite. Minus seven hundred. Um the over under is ten and a half. Uh, let's see. Fimo by KO plus one seventy five. I don't think he can stop him. Is he? Are you seeing a Fimo like really good performance where he can just turn it on late and stop Jermaine
1: Ortiz? I don't see that. Um, Jermaine, I think he's big enough. I think he's durable enough. I think that he's hungry enough for this opportunity. I, um, and I think at one forty, it's actually going to aid him. I think he's a he's he's a he was a really big guy for thirty five even his last couple of fights be fighting at 37 um the Moran fight which was uh, tougher than expected for a lot of people we've had Antonio Moran on our Probox TV air and uh he's the winningest fighter in Probox TV history by the way cuz he won our last chance tournament we just had him fight the other night he looked great scored a, a brilliant knockout with a body shot um very very tough fighter very very capable guy mexican guy big long strong but um y- you know i think that Ortiz is, like I said, durable enough, strong enough, hungry enough that he's going to see the end, even if he takes a battering late, which is very, very possible. Because mm-hmm. um, Tefemo, he's a rhythm guy, man. Once he finds his rhythm and 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 he gets he gets moving and going and flowing, he's a very, very tough guy to deal with, and he kind of figures you out. Which is something. This is a whole nother caveat. When's Tefemo at his best? When he's active, right? He yeah. had that fight with Taylor. He actually was busy that year. He fought Sandor Martin, uh, uh, like four or five months earlier. A couple yep. months before that, he had fought in that Mex- he fought that Mexican fighter. I was—I actually called that fight for Top Rank. Um, and even that fight, it took him a little bit to get into rhythm. He wasn't looking great at 140, and then all of a sudden, he he stops the guy, and then we he comes back campo. to the Sandor Martin fight. Obviously, was a really off night with a guy who was very very difficult to deal with. And again, it comes down to rhythm. Sandor has a weird offbeat, broken rhythm, so Tio really couldn't get into his groove that night. So this fight, the fact that he's been off for a while since the Taylor fight, how long is it going to take for Tio to find his rhythm? Because once he does, he's a nightmare. Um, and I do believe he will find his rhythm with Jermaine. Jermaine's rhythm, he's not like a Sandro Martin who's really difficult to mm-hmm. figure out. Um, he's good, and he's smooth, and he, he has great boxing ability. I think he's a technician for a reason. Um, but I think the fact that they spent the ring together, I think that he came up in a similar fashion to Tio. that eventually Tio is going to figure out that rhythm. It's just going to be, how long is that going to take? Mm. Um, but I think, you know, toward the end of the fight, I got Tio being, you know, very dominant, but I still see Jermaine make it to the end.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Tio Fimo by Stapage. Um, I think Ooh. he found a virtuoso. I think he turned some, he, he, something, a light went on, a switch went off in that Taylor fight. And yeah, I am a little worried. Paulie
1: said the same thing, actually. I think he, he, oh, he man. called for me and Paulie
0: uh, on the same page. All right, I, think he, my I, I think he called for an RT changing uh, my Ortiz pick Ortiz now. To no, no, I'm sticking with it. I already sent it to DraftKings <laughs> uh, my parlay. Um, I think he finds a way to do, stop. I think he's something has switched here. Um, I'm hoping he wins because I think it's good for boxing. Uh, upset would be great too, whatever. Uh, but I think if T wins, he can now get in the ring and call out uh, and be ready for some unifications, whether it's Subriel Matias, who I think is now signed with Matchroom. So, kind of kissed that fight goodbye. Uh, maybe something uh, with the other champs, Amy Haney, maybe Ryan Garcia. Like, I think there's a big fight looming. He, I mean, Tiafino's been bringing up Terrence Crawford's name nonstop. Uh, I don't see that happening because now they're Ryan no longer Haney. at top right together. Terrence Crawford is... Not looking in that direction, he's looking towards Canelo. Crawford's
1: eyeing Canelo yeah. or Bust.
0: You got Canelo on on your mind, and it's it's like almost makeable. Like, how do you not take your mind off that? How do you go to Teofimo, which is be a fun fight, but that's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So, um, if Teofimo wins, I expect uh, a bigger fight in June, uh, summer time. Um, but that's the main event. It's Thursday night, it's a Super Bowl week. Uh, that kind of can go into the play here with uh, female has got to feel like the showman. They're, that's the whole branding for this fight is the showman. Make him feel important. It's important for TF to to feel that way. So maybe get some celebs, some athletes in the crowd. Feels like a big moment, even though it's a Thursday night. I, I don't see how that why that's a problem. Like would you, wouldn't you love to fight on a third like a Thursday night ESPN at the you know Vegas and it's like they used last time it was Shakur and this time it's Tefemo like they're using these. ESPN is using these uh, time slots for their biggest stars.
1: No, it's it's a good idea. I mean, it, it's you don't want to saturate the market now because there's so many streaming services hosting fights. We're seeing so much more boxing on TV now. You don't want to just jam everything at the same place, which is what boxing always used to do. They used to always go and try head, go head-to-head. And you guys like me and you'd be like, boxing, why are you doing that? Right. It's making it so difficult for us to tune into all these fights. But now, top rank, who's usually ahead of the game in, in, in certain re- regards, um, is taking the opportunity to now put these fights on Thursday, night, which I think is brilliant, and especially riding on a, a Super Bowl week. Very, very smart move by Top Rank. Listen, they know what they're doing. They've been doing. They've been around for a long time.
0: Really long time. The last one was Shakur Thursday night before the Grand Prix event. Uh, this time it's Tufimo before the Super Bowl. I like Thursday that one. Didn't night. work out great though. Not, yeah, I mean, it could be a curse. <laughs> it could be a curse. But I don't that, ex- that was
1: your course yeah.
0: fault. <laughs> I don't think uh, TA Female is going to go in there and, run, and I don't say run, stink it up. Uh, Co main event. I like this fight. It is an yep. intriguing fight. Keyshawn Davis versus Jose. Pedraza uh, Davis is coming off the toughest fight of his young career versus Nahir Albright, who we just brought up. That was a majority decision win in which he was outlanded for the first time in his career. He had like a 55 round sh- stretch of not being outlanded. Um, the fight was changed to a no decision. Because in Texas, oh, wow. they're really strict about the weed. That's so stupid. He had the weed in his Going system. Going on record
1: right now. That is so stupid.
0: Right. There's more to that. So, he gets... The, they find the, the weed in his system, and they immediately change it to a no decision. They suspend him. The WBA removes him from their rankings. He was ranked seventh. Luckily, he's still ranked in the top ten in all the other sanctioning bodies, so, like, he'll still, you know, get his title shot if he keeps progressing, but, like... He went more into this, and Davis talked about, you know, I had mental health issues uh, my whole life. I've been on uh, medication for mental health my whole life. Weed was helping me. But then he, in, in turn, he also said, I've now quit. I, I was addicted to, to marijuana, said Keyshawn Davis. I quit. I'm a better man because of it. Everyone notices I have more energy. I have more this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm actually, like, taking that into my pick uh, for, for this fight. I feel like Keyshawn is a, is a new man now, off the weed,
1: that, that's that's your take. It's What's your take? take? It's not my take. What's your take? <laughs> we give takes dude, on the show. This is this is this is this is playing the PR. It, Gotta it, stay off is...
0: the weed,
1: uh, dude. Stop. You know, how many athletes I know, you know, me fighters I know, for long period, long stretches of of my career that have been using the wacky weed throughout their entire career. It's not a performing enhancing drug. I think... they should not have taken that off his off his record. Right um i think all the press that he's doing for that is 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 by design It's because he's a
0: young Uh, fighter and like the jury's still out on him in in some ways he had a bad performance he doesn't have like the reputation of say like a a a veteran who can be like yeah i smoke weed in between fights but they have their whole career to speak for it do you think that's why he's taking this stance or is he legitimately like feel better that he's off weed
1: no it's because he got caught (laughs) let's be let's be honest it's because he got caught it's the only reason um so I, and I've i spoken to some other fighters about this, some other former champs and whatnot about um, this. use this is more indicative of how serious he's taking his career, yes. more so than it is the actual drug itself. So there is 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 the silver lining of him being like, oh, no, all right, I'm off the weed now. You know, I was addicted, quote unquote, addicted to to marijuana, but that that was what was the really the the, the red flag for me was when I came out. I was like, come on, dude, you know when your fights are. Like you know, you you know that this stuff stays in your system. You know mm-hmm. you need to be careful. You know you're being tested for it. You know you're fighting in a state um, that this is a, this is an issue. And if you don't know, you should find out. And you should be talking to your team about that. Um, so, and I've been through this with fighters. So this is this is not a new thing. And that just shows you a little immaturity. And I think that's why this come like you said. It was a young fighter not have the, he doesn't have the uh, the status where he can just you know walk this over. But in reality, he can't because the news minute is a minute. It, the, the, the taking away the fight is, is nonsense, and that sucks and hurts your career, especially with a good win. Um, but so dealing with that, you got to see how that's going to affect him. But in terms of the whole mental health thing, that's just a buzzword. I believe nowadays. Listen, every fight, every fighter fights because we have mental health issues. We're all nuts. You gotta be crazy think, to
0: get in that ring, dude.
1: Boxing, boxing is where boxing is usually our medicine. That's that's the reality of it. If you're if you are you know, not doing this. Well, He, he was explaining why he as was your smoking. solace,
0: he was explaining why he was, um, smoking weed. It was to help with anxiety and stuff like that.
1: Well, I, yeah, I get that. And that's why that's why most fighters would, would utilize marijuana in between fights or in, during camp. And, you know, I, I've talked to guys about that. I've seen it firsthand. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I think for most guys, though, ultimately, boxing really is our medicine, mm. and that's you know the mental health issue isn't isn't the anxiety surrounded by this. the mental health is is, is, is I'm not saying it's not an issue. I'm not saying it's not a real thing. Right. But uh, that's this is usually the, that's what drives people to boxing in general. Mm. But um, I don't know. We, we we live in a different era now. Like a lot of times, these fighters, especially these guys who are so young, who were brought up to be champions. Keyshawn Davis has been brought up to be a world champion. Um, it wasn't like he was escaping anything. Um, you know, utilizing boxing. So some early you know, I guess turmoil. It is issues.
0: Some early turmoil for for Keyshawn uh, is still had a, a win against Albright, which is a nice win. Uh, but there's the, the the sky is so high for him. The, the there's so underrated big, win because I can't yeah, stop. That, you know, they, people have such high hopes for for Davis coming off of the Olympic uh, coverage, and uh, he's getting a nice push for, from. ESPN. So yeah, he had himself a little turmoil early on in his career. Oh, he,
1: he was a media darling early on, and now yep. he, he's gotten a little bit of a little bit of slap on the wrist. Right. But listen, dude, this is gonna be this is gonna be in the rearview sooner than later. And that's the thing about boxing; it's a beautiful thing. Everyone remembers what you've done for me lately. What have you done for me lately? That's what boxing right. is. Everyone remembers your last performance. He goes out there, he puts out a great performance against a former two division, uh, multiple time world champion. Nobody care. Nobody cares about that.
0: Yeah, Petraza is his opponent, and this is what's interesting. So clearly, the the biggest step up. Uh, for Keyshawn Davis, two division world champion, um, you know Pedraza. He's been in there with a lot of big names. He's been in there with Javante Davis, Ray Beltran, Lomachenko, Jose Zapata, Jose Ramirez, Richard Comey, Arnold Barboza. That's the good of Pedraza's uh, resume. The not so great, or what you would expect, on the other side of it is um, this is his first fight at 135 since 2019 it oh, r- really gives like me that. a lot of pause here For or I can maybe see a stoppage here. That's the question I'm trying to figure out. Pedraza hasn't won a fight since June 2021. Um, he's only been stopped once. That was by Javonta Davis, which is now looking like a really good win for Javonta Davis. Probably the best win of mm-hmm. his career, all things considered. I called uh, that
1: fight, actually, for the... Uh, was that Vegas uh, undercard? No, it was, uh, it was in Barclays, I think. Yeah, it was in Barclays.
0: Yeah, that's and Tank won his first, like, legit uh, world title. But Pedraza's last five opponents, 126-7-0, a 94% winning percentage. This guy is the ultimate uh, test now, uh, former world champion. I like this matchup. The 130, the first fight since 135, since 2019, is what, because I'm thinking, all right, Ken, obviously I think Keyshawn Davis is going to win. He's a huge favorite. He's minus 800. Now you have to peel it back a little bit. Can Keyshawn Davis stop Pedraza? Only been stopped once by tank. Getting up there in age, like we just said, hasn't won since 2019. 135. That's that's glaring.
1: Yeah, uh it's glaring. Um to do it. How old is he? Uh,
0: I don't have his box rec up here. He's gotta be in his mid thirties.
1: Yeah, going down in weight at that stage of your your career and your life. Uh, not not the most desirable scenario. Sniper, to the end, you know, he
0: is thirty five. Uh, no, how yeah. old is he? Doesn't why doesn't Boxer put their age
1: or, or their birthdays? But.
0: um, I don't know. Keep going.
1: Regardless, m- mid thirties. <laughs> um, you know, he fought Barboza, and I think called that fight too. And he he was just very undersized. So I'm su- I'm I'm not surprised of him thinking that moving down is a good idea. But moving down and then fighting a guy like Keyshawn Davis. It's tough. Um, I still think Pedraza is savvy enough, and I don't think he's you know that long in the tooth or worn um, that he gets stopped. Uh, but I wouldn't be that surprised be- but because of the weight. Um, but Pedraza man, his nickname is the sniper. He is he is a very tactical guy, uh, smart guy, strong guy, confident guy. And uh, you know, he's got a lot of experience, a lot more than Keyshawn does in the pro ranks. So he's he's gonna utilize every bit of that. And it's gonna be a real test for Keyshawn. And I think I think this is a great fight for Keyshawn's development. Um, because you're dealing with a guy who has so much professional experience, who's got so much savvy mm. that um if he can if he can match wits with him and then out out physical and out last him, out youth him, um, I think it's I think it's a really good move in his career uh, moving forward. But yeah, Pedraza's is no slouch, man. Yeah, he, he's creeping towards journeyman status for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, gatekeeper status. Yeah, not journeyman. Uh, he he is. He, I would say ar- most people would argue he already is a gatekeeper. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this, from knowing him personally, from from fighter meetings, he doesn't believe he is one. He's coming here to win.
0: Yeah, it goes uh, contender, champ- no prospect,
1: contender, champion, champion, then what? I mean not gatekeeper. usually, usually there's, there's, one a, there's more. a champion and then you go back into contender looking to be a champion again and then you keep getting knocked back down. So contender. it's really forward and backward. You go yeah. prospect, contender, champ, back to contender, then it's to gatekeeper, then it's to journeyman, then Oof. it's to pug.
0: Then it's to retire hopefully. Um we'll see. We'll see if
1: uh Keishon Down can... and out pug. Down and out. Um Pug stands for pugilist, people, by the way. It's not it's gotcha. not a derogatory not a dog. term. You're not, not calling, calling a dog, Jose Petraza a, a dog? It's a pugilist.
0: Yeah, um, it's a pugilist. Um, that's the next headline of box boxing scene. Chris Algieri, Chris Algieri calls, calls Jose Petraza <laughs> a dog. <That laughs> a would, I don't, dog. don't know if that would make it. A beaten it. dog. <laughs> uh, my parlay that I just sent over to DraftKings is bold. Because fortune favors the bold, Chris. Yeah, go Pedraza, for it. Swing for them faces, fences, bro. Keyshawn Davis by knockout. Tia by knockout.
1: Plus 646 odds. Very mm. could
0: happen. Could also not happen.
1: You're going to you're going to be watching these fights on Edge, brother. I'm going to be watching them on Edge.
0: I'm going to be watching them live on our YouTube Dan After Dark returns and i put you on the spot. Will you join Dan After Dark?
1: Um I will because I'm actually doing an immediate live uh fight show for Probox TV oh, with God. uh Polemonaji and okay. George Dematellis. All right. Um so I will be locked in. I'll be there. So, I'll, so I'll be we can jumping confirm in and you for flyers.
0: Dan after dark.
1: Dan after Dan after dark featuring CA.
0: Can I put you on the flyer?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Okay. There we go. Thursday night. dude. When I was fighting in New York uh, promoters used to put me on flyers. When I had, when, when I said I wanted to fight on their car, they'd like, oh, wow. just throw me right on. That's the power of popularity.
0: flyer yeah, guy. Tune in. All right. Thursday flyer night. Mind. There you go. <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, We will be live on our YouTube, Inside Boxing Live, on Twitter as well. Chris will join. Give his thoughts for the main event, t Female Lopez versus Jermaine Ortiz. Remember to protect yourself at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. We're out. Goodbye. (laughs)